episode of the Emmanuel Pastors podcast, everybody. Uh, this is your chance to listen in on a conversation between me, I'm Nathan, and uh, Theo. What's hey, up, guys? Uh, just to kind of get a, a kind of uh, chance to hear our voices and hear how we're thinking about things, and hopefully we can help explain what goes into some of the ways that we think about pastoring. So. Um, I just wanted to first off do a shout out to John Rude. That intro I forgot to mention in the last episode, the intro music and the outro music is uh, from Rudimentary Sciences, uh, John's uh, music uh, personality. So you can, uh, it's a great time to be listening to things. So you can listen to him on Spotify or any other place you find your music. Rudimentary Sciences, there's some good jams there. Thank you, John. Yeah, thanks for letting us use that, John. Um, Theo, I got a new microphone in the in the mail this week. Um, since we did the last recording, does it sound any better? You sound you sound really clear. Do I sound like do I sound kind of hazy right now? Or um, I I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably I probably need to work on some sound system stuff in a bit. But it doesn't sound bad to me. Okay. Okay. I saw something this week that there are 850,000 active podcasts. Oh, wow. So, so now 850,001. There we go. Um, yeah, so we're doing a lot of, we're going digital with a ton of <clears throat> stuff, right? Uh, we talked about that last time. What kind of stuff are we, as a church, doing digitally now, Theo? Uh, Facebook pages, uh, different small group streams together, different email chains, text chains, uh, and prayer meetings on uh, Zoom and different things like that. Yeah, I've, um, I know some moms got together this week uh, during the day on Zoom. It's a, a regular kind of a daytime moms hangout that normally happens. Now that's happening on Zoom. I know they're going to do a nighttime one, I heard, soon. I know there's a guy's accountability group that regularly meets that got together digitally. Um so we're going that way for a lot of things to stay in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, so a question is, why aren't we live streaming a, a, a Sunday church service? Mm. That's what we want to talk about now. We're doing all kinds of other stuff, right? Um, so why aren't we Facebook living a, uh, a Sunday morning thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, Theo and I just want to be honest, like, uh, we aren't, as we're share, we're going to share our thoughts and, and try to help you guys think through things. Um, we want to think through things theologically, not just, uh, unthinkingly just kind of do stuff, but we're not saying that we got this figured out. Um, we're not saying that, I mean, right. We've wrestled with this internally a lot, right? Theo? Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I like for me personally, like this, this was really hard. I, yeah. um, just the, the length that this, this virus is going to, going to take and, um, just thinking about how, how to best care for the people in our church. Uh, can we really go this long without, uh, a service? It, 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 it seems like, a. it, it was just a really, uh, a daunting dilemma to face. Um, but, um, I hope that like this, that our, our talk together and, and us kind of explaining our, our reasoning behind this will help show that uh, we're, we're not trying to throw 
any church under the bus or, mm-hmm. or judging them or saying that what they're doing is necessarily sinful or anything. Uh, but we, we'd like to explain why uh, we didn't go this route and, and, and what our thinking is in uh, canceling mm-hmm. services for the time being. Right. And we could be wrong. <laughs> or maybe more likely it's it's probably not necessarily a clear issue of right or wrong um, but just a, a wisdom kind of thing and yeah so we're definitely not saying like we're right and any church that does anything different is sinning not not at all mm. um, and uh, yeah so but just trying to think it through and so one of the arguments would be I mean some people would say, yeah, I don't like this, but it's exceptional circumstances. So you have to do, you know, I wouldn't normally do this, right? But considering the circumstances, it's better than nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's definitely a, a very understandable uh, argument, you know, right. uh, work, work with what you got kind of thing. Um, right. I think uh, I think one way we can best tackle this issue is, is just talk about uh, the what the ideal of a church service really is supposed to be um, what, what are we actually doing on a Sunday morning uh, what our problems with with online church are in general yeah like would this have been something you know a month ago it, was it okay a month ago if it if it, if it wasn't why would it be now that kind of question. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think in thinking through that stuff, uh, we can really then come to the, the the argument of like, is is it appropriate now in such dire circumstances as this pandemic? Yeah. Um, so why don't you, Theo? You uh, when we were talking, you I thought gave a really a really uh, good succinct biblical theology of 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 uh, the assembly, right? Um, kind of walk, walking from Genesis 1 all the way through the scriptures. You want to try and you know, paint that picture again? Sure, sure. So uh, this is just a, a brief flyby of, of uh, sort of a biblical theology of, of what we should understand uh, Christian assembly of the saints to be on Sunday morning. So uh, when you look at Genesis 1 and 2, uh, you begin to see the, the first steps of God's greater plan for creation and for his people. Uh, uh, a, a short way to summarize this is that God's plan for his people is to have his people dwell in his kingdom uh, together in right relationship with himself and each other. Uh, we see this in Genesis 1. We see this in Genesis 2. They're set up as sort of image bearers of him, meant to uh, walk with him in the garden and also uh, uh, bear out his image throughout all of creation. Well, we, we know what happens in Genesis 3. Sin distorts this idea. Uh, God's work throughout the biblical narrative from Genesis 3 on, however, is the restoration of this original idea. This, this idea of uh, bringing these people who have been scattered by sin, uh, selfishness, uh, divided from one another and separated from God, back together together. Uh, in right relationship with himself and one another. Uh, This redemptive work reaches its climax in the work of Jesus Christ. 
So uh, I'm going to look at a passage from Hebrews 10 right now. Uh, Hebrews 10 is a, a chapter of the Bible talking about the priesthood of Christ, his uh, uh, advocacy for us on behalf of the Father. Uh, and I, I want to read, starting at verse 19 here, and read the whole section. And, and we'll see how Christ's priesthood not only reconciles us with God, but also is the, the basis for our fellowship with one another. Starting verse 19. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So you see here that Jesus' priestly work is penal substitutionary death on the cross, which reconciles us to God, is also the foundation for uh, the author of Hebrews' command for us to formally gather as an assembly of saints. Um, now, this, this assembly of the saints, when we look at other passages in the Bible, it, we realize it's not merely just an informal hangout of believers. Uh, scripture references such as Acts 27 1 Corinthians 11, 23 and 24, uh, and 16, 1 through 4, demonstrate that this gathering is formally marked by a Sunday service. They met on the first day of the week, dedicated themselves to the, the writings of the prophets and the apostles. and broke, First day of the week because... Uh, that's So when we talk about the first day of the week, there's a, a huge theology of... Uh, Christ's life, death, and resurrection, inaugurating the new creation. Therefore, uh, Christians don't really celebrate on the seventh day anymore. They celebrate on the eighth day, the beginning of mm -hmm. God's new creation. Uh, but that's a that's another biblical theme that we can get into another time. Uh, a helpful. Uh, it's the start of the. I mean, it's the day that Jesus came back from the dead. Right. The yes. new creation yeah. popped in to this world. Right. on that day and so as we gather yeah. on that day to set that apart we're anticipating that new creation right um, I think like one helpful way to think about Sunday service is that Sunday service is supposed to be a small preview of what really eternal life is hmm. uh, we're gathered together to experience a small taste of the paradise that God's bringing on this earth by hearing the voice of God through his word, as it's read and preached and sung, and through the sacrament of the Lord's table. And we respond to that in confession of sin and unified adoration of our God. Um, but an important thing to remember here, uh, one of the things, the verses here that was really helpful for me, was looking at 1 Corinthians 14. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14 describes the Sunday service as an event in which Christians are not only present for but they're participating in. Um, so you bring your gifts. Not only do you hear a sermon and, and, and hear music, but as you sing and as you proclaim through your participation in the service, the glories of God, uh, 
together we are working together to make much of God and and show what this this rightful reconciliation between God and one another looks like in a physical manner. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately the 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 full consummation of the new creation is an assembly, right? Like we're we're together in the the, the assembly of the firstborn. It's a bodily assembly, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a bodily resurrection. We're not just talking about some avatar existence. Like we're real people gathered together. Um, it's. I think that's helpful. Really cl- quick flyby, right? But God's purpose of assembling people together, yeah. the fracturing of sin, yeah. and then he, he's kind of bringing people together into assemblies, and then the the, the the ultimate, you know, new creation will be an assembly mm-hmm. and the church yeah. in this in-between time previews and foreshadows that. Yeah. I think, uh, like one way, a helpful way to think about it is also to think about like, what, what does the fullness of this look like? Um, if this is a preview, what's, what's the full picture? The, the full picture is, is us sitting with, with Jesus in, in revelations uh, and eating at the marriage supper of the Lamb together with with our Savior, um, yeah. that that's what Sunday service is, is aiming towards, and what we're trying to get at. Yeah. So our Sunday gatherings are supposed to be a foretaste of heaven. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's just a, and they're embodied, right? Like this. There's a a heresy of Gnosticism and a form of that Manichaeism kind of viewed the body as unnecessary at best evil at worst right Mm. and um that's a huge thing that the new testament's taking on so many places philosophically but then it's also has it's practical right so i see it in places where uh like i was looking forward to preaching this and lord william will get to it uh second and third john where john he utilizes this medium of writing a letter the epistolary medium of the day uh, to keep keep in touch, but he says, "I I I have so much more I want to say. I I want to do it face to face. That there's something that's always going to be innate to our human embodied existence that has to have embodied contact, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, yeah. Um, I think like one one helpful analogy that I heard is like um, you you wouldn't want a marriage solely based on Skype. Uh, that, that would be a poor marriage. Like as much as you can like talk to the person and see the person through a screen, um, like you're not really there with the person mm-hmm. and, and nothing's going to replace that. Yeah. I mean, obviously if you're separated, it's better than nothing. Sure. Which I, I think we'd agree with. That's why we're having lots of zoom stuff throughout the yeah. week. There are certain parts of a marriage that uh, just can't be done via Zoom. Right. Uh, and same thing maybe with the church. Yeah. So let's just think about, let's think through what we do when we gather on Sundays. Really, let's go through this kind of fast, but uh, let's just, you know, just a quick kind of yes or no. Could this be done virtually or not? Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we gather, we have a, a call to worship where the, we hear God's word uh, assembling us. Can we, could we do that? Could we do that Facebook Live? 
I mean, potentially, but it wouldn't really be super organized. Some people could like be behind or setting it in the background. Some people could be super present. Some buffering. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you could have a call to. We could all come to our screens at the same time. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then we and then we start off just adoring God, just just worshiping Him as Creator, for who He is. Um, can that be done digitally? Uh, I mean, maybe to a degree. Yeah, I would say yeah. Yeah. I mean, I adore God a lot. Yeah. Uh, in front of my computer, okay. listening to things. Okay. Confession uh, of sin. Once we see who God is, we see our sin. Sure. I think I think Christians can regularly confess sins by by themselves to some yeah. We could all, we could get everybody on the phone call and sure and say let's take some time to confess our sin. Sure. Assurance of pardon, hearing the gospel. Yeah. We, we can do that. Affirmation of faith. I guess I guess we could all recite the Apostles' Creed together mm-hmm. in unison over Zoom. Mm-hmm prayer right we're doing prayer meetings via zoom without yep. a problem i think that yeah. happens so singing now uh this is an interesting one uh, it, it kind of gets to behind the purposes of what you think singing is is for um obviously you can sing by yourself and you can you can have some uh, uh emotional response um uh but singing in in the in the context of reformed worship throughout church history has always had the connotation of singing to one another right right sing psalms hymns and spiritual songs to one another mm-hmm. yeah i i don't know maybe some people would say that that could work um if we're all singing uh on a zoom call together maybe we could try that it would definitely be different. It wouldn't be the same thing as being in the same room, hearing each other singing and hearing that sort of choir. But, uh, huh. Okay. Scripture reading. Uh, you can read scripture. Uh, preaching. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You can do that too. Generally speaking. And I would actually, I don't know. I mean, as a preacher, the thought of preaching into a video camera with nobody there um, kind of takes away from that experience of uh, engaging with people. You don't know if they're muting you or going to the bathroom. There's no give and take uh, there. There's not that that personal kind of thing that happens in the preaching event. Obviously, we've all listened to recorded sermons and benefited spiritually. So, but I think there's definitely something lacking in that in preaching in cyberspace. Giving. I don't think that would be a problem. I guess we could all click on the online giving option at the same time. Yeah. Perhaps. I mean, again, less than ideal, but sure. could be done. What about baptism or the Lord's Supper? 
So the, the way that I've been thinking about it with the Lord's Supper, th this one's really tricky and, and it's going to, I think, depend uh, a lot on like your theology of, of the Lord's table, how, how that works. Um, from what I can tell in looking at uh, Baptist confessions and, and, and different things, uh, and, and even from like looking at 1 Corinthians 11, it, it seems like a lot more emphasis is on the event of the Lord's table, where, where God's people come together to partake of the table together. Um, so because of that, like, um, I would actually be against uh, you you taking it by yourself in your home without the assembly of the saints together. Yeah, it seems to go against what it's about. It's a communal meal that we come to one table. Exactly. And again, one body we eat from one loaf. Yeah, and again, like re redoing, uh, sort of pointing towards the the future reality of when we all come together uh, to be with the Lord and and eat at His table. Yeah. Yeah, so that one has some problems. And then uh, there's a commissioning or a benediction at the end to kind of, and I guess you could bless people, and but it misses some of that sending out. Like, now mm. we've we've gathered. Now let's scatter. Uh, well, actually, digitally gather, gathered. Fellowship is kind of happening all throughout this. Can that happen? In a disembodied way. Limited, I think. Yeah. Um, again, another one of those things that kind of uh, helped me sort of think through this is, is thinking through Paul's attitude about his letters and, and like what you talked about, John John's attitude to his letters. Like as as good as it is to hear from them and and and, and hear their words, it it just it never replaces you actually being there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's better than nothing to see people on small group, on Zoom. But, man, there is something I'm building, a, a longing to be with each other again. Is Are you feeling that too? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like if people were wanting to linger at Jaden and Deanna's wedding because it's like, ah, oh, I've been missing this. It's only been a few days, and I don't want it to end, and I don't know when I'm going to be able to do it again. Yeah. Well, so I think if you take each individual piece apart, there might be ways many of them could be done digitally. But if you put that whole package together, and then you put it together with the biblical theology that you traced out, and then you put it together with the very meaning of the word church, ekklesia is the Greek word, and it, and it has in it the meaning of gathering or assembling in a physical way, right? Mm -hmm. So the church comes together and does these things together. It, you can't have an ecclesia when you're not gathered. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, that seems to be a, a hard one for me to get around. Mm -hmm. and, and then as I've been thinking about it too, I think that just kind of without blinking, just going right to a, a, a live stream, it does seem to kind of fit more easily with uh, 
practices of church that uh, many churches are already sort of doing, which which we want to consciously avoid. What I'm what I have in mind is uh, this kind of um, idea of that, that the church service is a, is a highly produced um, production up on a stage, and you come sort of as a as a spectator to sort of watch, and you're sort of like, wow, look at what they're doing. That's there's all this production up there, really good singers. It's like a concert quality, um, visual stuff, audiovisual, a really great speaker. You're kind of watching a TED talk. And it, and uh, so it, it kind of puts the, the person in, in the congregation in a place of a spectator passively watching that. And, and in many churches, maybe they're actually even watching it on a screen while they're physically present, right? Hmm. So then to say, well, we can't come together right now, but we'll just do all that stuff we've been doing already, and you can just watch it at home. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, like I, I would encourage people, like, in, if, if you're thinking like that, to, to really look at the way Paul is describing uh, the, the event of church uh, in, in 1 Corinthians. You see there that, it, it's not that that formal service of a Sunday morning is not merely something that the pastor produces. It's it's not like a uh, a soda or a product that that we give out. It's something that we all do together. Each one has a gift. Someone yeah. shares the word. Someone uh, does this. Someone does that. And someone does this. And together we we do these things to worship right. God. So it forces us to kind of reevaluate our maybe a consumer. A consumer mindset that's always creeping in as to what church is. Church is, is this brand that's providing a good and a service to us, and we're consuming it. And now all of a sudden, if that can't happen on a Sunday, then what you know what's going on? As opposed to um, a participatory thing where everybody's bringing, everybody's part of it. You know, it may not be yeah. polished, but you're you're here because, not because it's a a rockin' band that's really polished or anything, mm-hmm. or a great speaker, you're here because you're part of this assembly. You're, you love, you're in a covenant community with these people that you're, you're, um, committed to, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think mm-hmm. like right now we, we've kind of established like why as a general principle, online church is, is usually like not, not a good idea. Uh, it, it, it sort of puts us just like, it, but the important thing is just uh, like the mind or something like that instead of our physical bodies. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it produces a sort of a consumer mindset that what we're doing at church is producing a product for people. Um, but, you know, like I think most of the people listening to this podcast uh, generally already kind of agree with most of that. Uh, so now we have to come to the really hard question of, uh, is this an appropriate thing to do in the midst of an emergency or a crisis mm-hmm. that we're facing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where it gets tricky. Um, like we said, we, this is something we probably, in our minds, have waffled back and forth on many times and mm-hmm. felt different ways and are not saying we're not casting stones at those who don't, who reluctantly do it. Um, but I think there could be a spiritually beneficial um, discipline here or practice here that I kind of would liken to like fasting 
um, I've heard someone kind of make an analogy to the first Corinthians seven with a marriage. It's supposed to regularly be having full consummated intimacy, but there may be times seasons where there for, for a purpose, spiritual purpose, there's, uh, abstinence and then reuni reuniting as, as quick as they can. Uh, in, in some ways like this, I heard from one of you that when you, when you first got that email from us where we, we called it, you know, we, we canceled the service last Sunday. You literally cried. Um, and to me, that's a, it's a good sign. Um, like there's a loss here and, and it's good to, to mourn, right? It's good. It's not fun, but God in God's providence can bring seasons into your life where there's a lack, there's some, something missing, something really good that you don't have. And to, to, to mourn that, to lament that, and to then feel that emptiness and not just try to quickly sort of rush to some quick replacement that'll kind of try to numb that or um, be kind of a cheap imitation to kind of help you along, but just to feel it and to um, want it even more um, could be a spiritually beneficial thing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, when I was kind of thinking through this myself, uh, I, you know, I, I, as, as, as much as I, I don't want to say that, uh, uh, you know, churches who are, are, are doing live stream stuff or, are sinning or anything like that. I, I think, uh, you know, different Christian consciences are going to cause people to, uh, do different things to be obedient to, to Jesus and mm -hmm. and I understand um, but I, I just can't sign off on saying that that live stream is a service um, and for you know for us I, I I really think it's it's better for us as a church to to recognize what is lost right now mm -hmm. than to try to pretend that we have something that we don't right. And again, we're not saying we're not going to do other digital things to keep in touch, to provide teaching, encouragement, but we're just not letting us be tricked into thinking that that's Sunday church. Yeah. Right? And, 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 and there's, that's hard because we're a culture that just wants to, if there's any discomfort or pain, just quickly as we can alleviate it, you know, um, but God makes us wait teaches us patience and I think it's good to recognize that we can't have it right now we just can't have it right now um, and ultimately not even just longing for that time when we could you know come back to the meeting place but also longing for heaven you know the the heavenly assembly um, Israel experienced this right yeah uh, when when they're uh sent into exile away from the temple their normal ways of worship are, are disrupted they don't have that anymore and some of the psalms are psalms of lament about that mm -hmm. uh, uh, you had a quote from the grimke sermon you want to allude to that really quickly i or the so i'll, I'll just say that uh 
if you want to look at how other churches in the past have dealt with churches shutting down and stuff like that, uh, the sermon we sent out for this for last Sunday, uh, look at under his sixth reflection and, and read that, and, and you can see uh, Grimsky's thought process behind it. Um, for so re- reflection number six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things that I did want to read, just kind of to help us uh, have a healthy attitude about, you know, what's going on right now. Uh, Bonhoeffer and his his book Life Together that we've we've used a lot in this church. And uh, in, in page 20 here, he, he talks about the gift of, of Christian fellowship. And I just want to read a short uh, sentence or two here. Um, it is easily forgotten that the fellowship of Christian brethren is a gift of grace, a gift of the kingdom of God that any day may be taken from us, that the time that still separates us from utter loneliness may be brief indeed. Therefore, let him who until now has had the privilege of living a common life with other Christians praise God's grace from the bottom of his heart. Let him thank God on his knees and declare, it is grace, nothing but grace, that we are allowed to live in community with Christian brethren. Mm. So I think that's a, you know, what what, what we have at IBC and and our church and, and what we do on Sunday service and stuff like that is a, it's a gift. It's a gift of grace from God that um, there's a lot of Christians around the world that just don't have that either mm. because they're in prison or persecuted or, or thousands of other different, different mm. reasons. Um, and I think, you know, what we should do when we don't have these things isn't to try to like run from that pain, but, mm but recognize the pain and and really praise God for the community that we do have in, in the limited ways that we do have it. Yeah. And I know fully that the uh, the slippery slope argument is not the strongest argument, and you probably, Uthia, don't really like to use this one, but um, but I, I do I do think, like, what are we opening up here? If we, if we start to open this up, where does that lead? And, and then some people, you know, say, yeah, we'll do these live stream things and it, it, it will make people realize how anemic they are and, you know, love church all the more um, when it can actually happen. You know, um, I, I think that'll probably that could happen for some people. It would it would highlight that this isn't that. Um, and when we can gather Lord willing again, they'll appreciate it all the more. I think it, I think some people would go the other way too, like. Yeah, this is actually really cool. I can have church in my pajamas at home with my family around my TV. Why don't we do this more often? That worked really well. And I just think it could go both ways. We can achieve the good of the first thing I mentioned by abstaining and not trying to say we're doing church online. Um, and and avoid, hopefully, some of the uh, the negative of it might open up down the future. And it's a, it's a weak argument, but it's something I think about. Um, I mean, does this mean that we have to, that everybody, that the church is just going to dissipate. Everybody's going to go every which way, do what they want. And we have no cohesion, no, no unity right now. I hope not. I hope that, you know, like in, in this time where we're apart, you, you, take advantage of the 
the, the resources that we provided, um, uh, you know, little things like calling each other and uh, reaching out, checking on one another, seeing how everybody's doing. Uh, those things mean a lot right now when we're shut in our houses. Yeah. I think we, even though we're not unified in our physical gathering, we can be unified in our fast, unified in our reading the same Bible reading plan, please stick with it, unified in our going through the same you know, Sunday guide that we're giving you for your devotional time, unified in um, all the other things that we're still doing together. Um, yeah. Uh, one last uh, maybe illustration, analogy. I, I, I woke up thinking about today. <laughs> today was supposed to be opening day uh, for baseball. The Cubs are supposed to be playing the Brewers. And alas, they're not. And uh, that's sad to me. It's really sad, right? Baseball. I mean, this has gotten to baseball. Um, and I know some people are going to be watching. They're, they're live streaming um, tonight. Uh, by the way, today is Thursday, March 26th. Uh, they're, they're offering a free live stream of Game 7 of the Cubs World Series in 2016. And I know a lot of people are going to get together and watch that. And uh, we might actually do that, you know, and get a little baseball um, fix and enjoy baseball. But A, that's not baseball, right? Like, it doesn't replace real baseball happening. And B, uh, that is assuming that we're the spectators watching the baseball game, right? So maybe the better analogy is if we're actually, we're the, we're the team, we're the baseball team, and what it means to be on the Chicago Cubs is to play baseball, right? <laughs> and uh, that's kind of fundamental to what it means. Like Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo, they're, they're still contractually part of the team, right? They're still a Cub right now, just like we're all still part of Emmanuel, but they actually are prevented from playing baseball. And if that if the Cubs got together tonight and, and played baseball on Xbox or watched video of baseball, I don't think you could say they were, they were doing, they were playing baseball, right? Uh, each one can still be doing baseball things. They can be working on their, their pitching. The pitchers can be doing that. Catchers could be, you know, lifting weights and the Infielders could be taking some ground balls. Batters could be working in the batter, batting cage. We can all still be doing some things that are baseball related, but you can't, you're not playing baseball right now because we can't. And I think it's uh, probably analogies. If you push them too far, they always break down. But I think that has something to do with here we are as a church. We're still part of Emmanuel. We're still members of this body. But for a time, our season is suspended. And we can't fool ourselves into thinking that we can still do it. <laughs> anything else you want to say no no i just um you know uh yeah our, our season may be suspended for now but you know we, we can still take care of the team and mm. I, I really hope and uh pray that like we'll, we'll be a kind of church that does look out for one another um yeah and keep uh, encouraging each other and keep training 
So when we come together, we sing loudly to our God and to each other, and we really enjoy the the good gift of corporate worship. And it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great time when we can come together finally at the end of all this season. Yeah, whether it's here or whether it's in heaven. Mm. Amen. All right. Until next time. Next time. Later.